Hey, thank you for listening in to Risky Benefits, a podcast that informs you on all things benefits. We've got a saying around here, benefits isn't your main business, it's ours. Hey everyone, thank you for listening to Risky Benefits and welcome to this week's episode. Our guest this week is Mark Woolery, Chief Operating Officer at Wellvia. Wellvia is a telehealth company that provides solutions for telehealth, behavioral health, wellness, and EAP programs. But before we get to know Mark and learn more about Wellvia, let's go over what we're going to discuss today. So what's the agenda? Who is Wellvia and what do they do? The next thing we're going to cover is what makes Wellvia unique. We're going to discuss solutions that they offer to include students utilizing telehealth and overall employer offerings. So without further ado, uh, Mark, how's it going, man? Tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do for Wellvia. I'm doing well, Rick. Thank you. It's great to great to be here and thank you for having us. Um, yeah, Mark Woolery, Chief Operating Officer here at Wellvia. Um, all in all, uh, I'm responsible for the day-to-day operations and overseeing the growth and maintaining the current trajectory that we're on uh, here at Wellvia. Um, I got a, I have an interesting story around my route to, uh, to Wellvia. actually owned and operated a supplemental TPA space for about 15 years in the K-12 industry. Um, we had an exit uh, and, a, and a transaction take place. We sold that business in 2016, but got to know Wellvia as a client. Uh, Wellvia was my telemedicine provider on our platform uh, when we were in the supplemental space. So, First, I had the privilege of, of getting to know Wellvia from the client side. Um, after the, the business sold, was approached by the organization uh, to come on board and help and was always really pleased with everything they did from a product standpoint, from a service standpoint, from a utilization standpoint. And so it was really a no-brainer to join the team. That's awesome. So, Mark, just tell us a little bit, where, where are you located? I live in, uh, personally, I live in Grapevine, Texas. Wellvia is based out of Texas. We have two offices in Texas, um, one in Irving, uh, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and one in down in Bryan College Station, uh, kind of in the southeastern part of the state. Uh, we work in all 50 states. We have employees in several states uh, throughout the country, but um, uh, privately held and, uh, you know, proud to be a Texas-based company. Oh, that's awesome. Well, Mark, thank you very much for coming on today and uh, really excited to learn more about you guys. Um, so the next question that I essentially had was just to delve a little bit more into Wellvia. Uh, could you tell us just a little bit about maybe the services that Wellvia provides, um, how long you guys have been providing them, and, and, and just some kind of basic level detail? Absolutely. Uh, we're going on our seventh year uh, being in business. Um, we have the privilege of serving about 3,000 members um, in all 50 states, uh, day in and day out. We're obviously 24-7, 365. Um, You covered it a little bit in the introductions, but uh, acute care or general medical, um, we certainly handle behavioral health, EAP services, wellness services. Um, This past year, we introduced uh, a direct primary care solution that we're really excited about that um, uh, folks are really taking a liking to and starting to implement, um, you know, re- being privately held, we have some flexibilities and freedoms uh, to uh, whether it be from pricing or plan design or solution offering, uh, whatever it may be. Um, but yeah, in a nutshell, that's, that's what we do day in and day out. Very customer service driven. 
Um, and uh, very proud of the stats that back that up. I try to think through, okay, the listeners out there, what questions might they have? What's something they would ask Mark if they were sitting here with me? And just trying to keep it basic, I guess one of the questions that revolves around, you know, who can use Wellvia would be maybe just walk us through the day in the life of a consumer of Wellvia. Let's say that I ha- I'm a family person. I have kids that are at home. I've got one that's off at college. Uh, it's me and a spouse. I mean, for that, for that family unit I just described, I mean, how would an experience with Wellvia look? Absolutely. Um, and it's a, it's a great example because that's, that's a real life scenario. Uh, we, we serve a lot of families day in and day out from uh, pediatric services for little ones um, all the way up through, um, you know, more seasoned individuals, if you will. But um, one of the unique things about Wellvia is um, it only takes one person being a member um, uh, to Wellvia, whether that's um, you, you sign up through a direct-to-consumer route or whether Wellvia is uh, provided by your uh, employer, um, your dependents uh, do not have to be on the health plan, uh, if you will, or do not have to sign up individually. So every every member is treated as a family plan, if you will. And so we, we take great pride in that because uh, utilization is a big thing for us. And we wake up every morning thinking about increasing utilization. And we're very proud of where our utilization is across the board currently. But, you know, if, you're, if your little one is sick, we have pedi- uh, pediatricians that can work with them. Uh, for that child that's in college, um, you know, for, for folks that are kids that are over 18, for HIPAA purposes, they have to have their own account, but their account is tied to, you know, your account as the, the parent or the sponsor, uh, primary member, if you will. Um, and we can service those needs as well. Um, it's unlimited usage. Uh, we don't cap usage from a family on an annual basis. So um, we want you to use it. And, um, you know, we're, we're happy to serve anybody and everybody. So, so just to summarize and kind of walk through what I'm hearing, Mark, it sounds like, let's just say there are two different routes that I can get this. I can either go to your website and I can log in or create a user name, password, whatever, and and purchase the service, or my employer uh, can sponsor you guys and bring you in. And, and, and then that, let's just say that they're paying for it. Uh, So payroll deductions go to you guys. That's how it gets paid for, or some, some sort of avenue such as that but the moral of the story is is the service gets paid for once the service gets paid for then i download an app on my phone and i go in i put my personal information in maybe i put my uh dependents in there as well uh kids spouse whatever uh fill out a section for them as you stated kind of for hipaa purposes and so that they're a part of the program and now any one of us at that point can utilize uh, the, the Wellvia service? Absolutely. Uh, that's a, that's a hundred percent correct and very accurate. Um, we also have a call center that we own and operate. So if you're not comfortable, um, using the app, uh, you can always call 855-WELLVIA. Uh, all of those employees are our own. We own and operate everything that we do. Um, and they can assist you in setting up your account. One of our call center agents can certainly do that for you and even put in your dependents, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, or you can do it, uh, you can do it on your own. No, that's fantastic. Okay. Um, so, so what we're describing is really basically a, the telemedicine experience. And obviously it's always important for everyone to understand market parity and that you guys are, look, you guys are providing a comprehensive telemedicine experience and it's not just 
telehealth, so to speak, because as kind of I was hinting at, and, and, and you stated here previously, it's also behavioral health, it's it's wellness, it's EAP, which I think it's great to see, you know, the telemedicine world spanning into into that realm. Um, but but where I would take this back to is is talk to us a little bit about what makes Wellvia unique. So we've talked about kind of what telehealth is and what that experience might look like. Talk to us a little bit about what sets you guys apart. Certainly. Um, I think I mentioned it earlier, but I think being privately held uh, certainly sets us apart a little bit, mainly because it gives us the flexibility and freedoms to do things a little bit differently um, from a plan design standpoint, from a service offering standpoint. Um, we take great pride in that, whether, I mean, our, you know, some of our smaller employer groups are four or five employees. Some of our larger employer groups are 200,000 employees and everyone in between. Um, you know, what we're doing on the direct-to-consumer side and, and the association side is, is really exciting uh, to bring, uh, you know, quality, efficient um, access to care uh, at your fingertips and, and being delivered inside of about a 10-minute window. Um, you know, I talked earlier about utilization uh, across our book of business and the roughly three million members that we serve um, each and every day or have the opportunity to at least. Um, we've got a we've got a utilization of about 38 percent, which is, uh, I would argue, industry leading. Um, and so it's it's those measures that I think drive that uh, and is a big part of it. Like I talked about earlier, direct primary care being introduced this past year. You know, the, the onset of COVID and the pandemic that, in my opinion, we're still certainly still in um, has driven a lot of participation and awareness, quite frankly, to the telemedicine slash telehealth industry. And so um, not just from the consumer side or the patient side, but from the provider side as well. And, you know, for a good number of months, providers were forced to be able to you know, serve their, their client base and their patients in a virtual manner because doors were locked. The brick and mortar sites were shut down in a lot of, in a lot of places and a lot of cases. And so it, it allowed providers an opportunity that maybe haven't had the experience with telehealth or telemedicine prior to become more aware of it, to become more comfortable with it. And so now you're seeing population health management companies and other folks really lean towards these direct primary care solutions um, that we've built and are, are currently offering uh, with a number of our clients, um, because I think the face of how we as a patient uh, are being served from a healthcare standpoint is certainly changing. Yeah. You know, I, I, um, I and I have a line of questions kind of revolving around COVID, which, which you were you were starting to to kind of reference before I do. I wanted to ask you just an experiential question around, say, Wellvia and the behavioral health piece. I've 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 often wondered. You know, behavioral health is one of those things where once you embark upon it, you, you may talk to an individual, and maybe you want to have continue speaking to that same individual over time. How does that work within, say, the telehealth space or the telemedicine space, if you will? When I go on for say behavioral health purposes and Let's just say I've started with one person. Is it? Can you continue with that same person within the 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 telemedicine space? 
Absolutely, you can. Uh, and, and we strongly encourage it. You know, continuity of care, if you will, is important across the board, whether it's general medical, acute care or behavioral health. You know, on the on the general medical side, typically when when you're contacting us, it's because you don't feel well. Uh, you want to be served in a, in a very quick fashion and ultimately, um, if deemed necessary, presi- provided a prescription that you can go pick up at your local pharmacy very, very quickly. Behavioral health is a very different animal. Um, all of our behavioral health sessions uh, are video sessions. Um, that's not a requirement on the acute care. So that that provider can make that connection, that um, that look you in the eye connection to make sure you're really present in the day and in that time. It, it, it is also very different even from the onset of scheduling that behavioral health uh, session I have an opportunity to pick my provider. Our provider's profiles are are on the app or um, uh, on our website to where, depending upon what my need is, um, what specialist I might want to see, am I more comfortable speaking with a male or a female? Um, And then certainly more times than not, that continuity of care and that consistency in working with that provider um, is there. Uh, we, We actually see very little switch from um, once uh, an initial consult has been made with a behavioral health, you know, therapist, whether it be a therapist or psychologist or psychiatrist, you certainly have the right and the freedom to do so should you choose. But I think one of the things that points to that consistency is is the awareness and the, uh, the ability to get comfortable with that provider and at least learn a little bit about them before you get on and have that session, because it is obviously very, very personal. Not that acute care isn't, it certainly is as well, but behavioral health is a little bit of a different animal. And so um, we set it up in a manner to where, yeah, you're working with the same provider uh, time time and time again, um, unless you want to choose a different provider or you feel that, you know, you're, um, you're, um, you're good and, and you're ready to move on. Well, thanks for Mark. Thanks for engaging on that one. It's just personal question I figured I'd ask. And I, you know, I'm sure there are people out there who wonder it's, it's a little bit of a different space, as you said, than say the medical side. And, and so, you know, people always have a little bit different preference there. Uh, and just was curious to vet that out. Um, sure. awesome. Well, so let's move on down the road kind of towards COVID topics. I guess one of the, the, the first questions that I had written down was, can Wellvia provide solutions or suggestions to patients or callers who are experiencing COVID symptoms? Yeah, we we can and we do. You know, unfortunately, you can't get a you can't get a COVID test via telemedicine, right? I, we can't have our providers absolutely with one hundred percent certainty diagnose COVID uh, over telemedicine uh, through telemedicine. Um, but you know, early on in the pandemic, um, when testing sites weren't as as uh, prevalent, um, we we trained our staff um, and, and put some policies, procedures, and software in place to be able to guide folks to testing centers, whether it be, you know, county clinics or whatever it may be early on to be able to get folks in the right place. We would diagnose those symptoms. We would take those in. And if the provider uh, deemed necessary that a COVID test should probably be taken, if if that member needed help finding a, a facility and even scheduling an appointment with that facility, um, we would we would do that on their behalf if they would like for us to. That's awesome. And so, so in essence, you, you guys were able to guide people to some of the testing locations or vaccination spots. Uh, so, so a resource. Absolutely. No, we're, you know, we try to be as comprehensive as a solution as, as we can be. Um, so, 
again, we, we're not doing as much of that today, obviously, because um, you can get tested almost on you know every corner, a pharmacy or a grocery store or wherever it may be. But early on, um, we certainly were, were doing a lot more of that. We still do it today when um, the situation calls for it, if need be. Um, but having to do it, you know, less and less today. Okay. Mark, you know, you mentioned that in the current environment that we're in, we're seeing a big influx towards telemedicine. Just, just out of curiosity, are you seeing that in specific industries? Is it, you know, consistent across the board or kind of what, what, what might that look like? I wouldn't say it's necessarily industry driven. I would say it's more, more general and, and universal, uh, if you will, um, Certainly on the acute care side, uh, to a certain degree, um, you've seen a little bit of a downtick from the spike that COVID brought around acute care, where we're seeing our greatest um, utilization spikes um, is around behavioral health. Um, you know, unfortunately, in my opinion, quite frankly, there's there's a higher need for it. I think we as a society and a country are starting to pay a little more attention to it. You hear about it a lot more in, in the media, whether it be um, sports, um, you know, uh, entertainment, um, whatever, whatever the situation may be um, in this um you know, advertisement and awareness for behavioral health needs. You know, the the pandemic's been tough on on all of us uh, in a lot of ways. So whether it be job loss, anxiety, depression, whatever the symptoms may be, um, we're seeing a spike there. I think because just the overall awareness of you know behavioral health is um, a, a little heightened. You know, access uh, to behavioral health providers is is rather difficult, specifically, um, you know, in, in certain communities where you live, you get into rural communities and it's it's hard to get in to see somebody because there may not be anybody locally there to see, you know, the stigmas in and around that um, and getting help that uh, build a wall sometimes that prevent people from from going and getting the help that they need to be able to do that in the privacy of their own home. Um, but, you know, overall, uh, across the board, you know, industry and industry, and we serve a lot of them, um, uh, utilization, you know, is up just because awareness is up. Well, what about, you just made me think of something that, uh, students, you know, when COVID hit and not even before COVID, when, when there would be say a, a tragedy that would happen within a school system, a lot of people started to talk as, as telemedicine started to move in the direction of behavioral health. A lot of people started to talk about the kids and how it was impacting the children, not necessarily just grown adults, right? And so then people started to say, okay, well, what about telemedicine for students, for kids? Um, have you seen that space growing at all? We have, yeah. You know, the education market specifically for us is a very, very big one, um, both in the K-12 sector as well as the higher ed sector. Um, early on, the majority of our, our K-12 opportunities were for, you know, teachers and employees, uh, if you will, um, in just, you know, general medicine. And then they started adding on behavioral health services as well. And within the past couple of years in the K-12 space, we've launched a number of initiatives to where we're able to provide telehealth uh, services for, for kids, whether that be, you know, in the nurse's office that prevent mom and dad from having to take off time to go to the doctor, um, whatever, whatever that may be. Um, we, we provide those services in the, in the college and university space, very similar, um, 
we're seeing uh, a high concentration of participation of behavioral health consultations in the, the higher ed space with the stresses of college uh, being a little different than, you know, your average third grader, if you will. Um, but, uh, yeah, we're, we're very proud of the work that we do in the education space and, and serving that community. Uh, both from um, uh, an employee standpoint as uh, to down to you know a student standpoint and their their own families. That's awesome, and and you know, Mark, as as I sit here thinking about it, there are a lot of people out there, and they've probably heard what we've said thus far, and they're thinking, okay, you know, this sounds awesome, and and conceptually, I like it. Uh, definitely understand the need for it in many circumstances. Still not necessarily there yet. Do you have any experiential stories or? or messages from, from some of your customers that you might share, you know, as an example, um, when you're a parent and you've got a bunch of kids and, and one of the concerns of going into the hospital or the doctor is now I'm exposing everybody to sickness possibly. Right. And, or I have to wait in line and I just don't want to have to sit there with all these kids waiting. Uh, obviously the telemedicine experience bypasses a lot of that, um, so I guess the question is, is have you heard any good reviews or any points that you would share with the listeners today just from your experience? Yeah, I mean, we I've got I've got more stories around great experiences than we all probably have time for the listeners to want to dedicate to, um, uh, which we're obviously very proud of. You know, some statistics that speak to, um, I think, um, the customer experience are, you know, we've got 99.8% customer satisfaction. We've got uh, a 99% retention rate from our employer groups. We've got a net promoter score for those who are familiar with that. If you're not, it's essentially the likelihood of unsolicited. How, how likely are you to recommend a product or service to um, you know someone that you know? Our net promoter score is 87, which is exceptionally high. You know, we have an average response time of less than 10 minutes nationwide. During the, the COVID spike, uh, that went up to 17 minutes when some of the other um, organizations, uh, you know, went to hours, if not days in certain circumstances. And so, you know, us being able to be scalable, um, be modular and be able to adapt to, you know, regardless of the situation, be able to provide folks access to care quality access to care in a very efficient manner. You know, I've got a family, I've got kids as well. We, we use it as a household um, yeah, just because it's it's very convenient. Um, and so, you know, the, the stories that we hear about saving time, saving money, whether it be from, you know, going into that doctor's office where it's a $0 consult through Wellvia and maybe it's a 45 or $75 copay uh, through my insurance whether it be our discount prescription card and saving money on from a prescription perspective, you know, the cost savings as well as the time, you know, we hear about uh, a lot. And then, you know, our quality controls and checking in with folks, even post consult, just to make sure everything's still going okay. We get a lot of response around that, that it's not just about that one session. I don't feel so well, you know, it's, it hurts when I swallow, I've got a, I've got a slight fever. Um, whatever it may be, I get my amoxicillin, I take it for, you know, the five days I'm told to take it and I feel better, you know, we're going to follow up with you to make sure you do feel better. Um, and if not, what else can we do? No, that's great. Um, well, you know, Mark, I guess the, the, the last question I really have here is, is, is let's just assume that we've encouraged people 
down that pathway towards telemedicine. And people are super interested at this point. And they also like what they hear about Wellvia. Um, we have many different types of listeners. Some some represent employers. Some are just represent themselves and their families. Um, how might you share with them how they can take advantage of Wellvia's offer? Absolutely. I think probably the easiest thing to do is just go to our website, which is www.wellviasolutions.com. Um, you can learn a lot about us there. You can certainly contact us through there. Um, uh, you can get to me uh, through there. Um, Whatever uh, it may be uh, is probably the the best way to uh, to learn more about us and um, the breadths and depths of offerings that we have. Whether you're an individual consumer or you know uh, an HR executive responsible for you know your organization's health plan, I think there will be ample information there to get a better feeling and understanding and look and feel of our products and our offering and quite frankly our people. Uh, Mark, is there anything else that you would want our listeners to know? You know, to just stay healthy, <laughs> and uh, most importantly. But you know, again, when you're when I, I think ultimately, when when you're thinking about you know telemedicine and telehealth needs, again, whether you're an employer sponsor or an individual, you know, please think of us because we we do do things a little bit differently. Uh, we're very proud of the way that we do things. Uh, our customer experiences are exceptionally high. Uh, our relationships with our employers in which we serve are, are very deep. And uh, certainly, you know, we want to continue to broaden that and deepen that. Well, Mark, thank you very much, man, for coming on today. Very grateful to have you. Absolutely, Rick. Thank you so much for having us. You bet. And thank you very much to the listeners out there for listening today. If you have any questions regarding Wellvia, please contact us. Uh, we will put you in touch with the Director of Sales, Craig Brown, or Mark Woolery, the Chief Operating Officer as well. And remember, you can look for information on our homepage at www.fbmc.com. And also, you can find us and subscribe on any podcast app. Thank you and have a great day. Thank you for listening to Risky Benefits. If you're interested in learning more, please visit www.fbmc.com. We hope you'll join us next time on Risky Benefits.